Call back. I was trying to figure out. Or should we not talk about this? Because I watched the director's cut of Jennifer's Body. I don't think we did. We watched whatever was on her. Okay. It's six minutes longer, but it's just like shit here and there. Like it just kind of extensions of scenes. From what I can tell. Welcome to episode 75 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. I'm Andy Treffenbach. Jeremy Jones. I am Ren Maddox. And I'm Niles Maddox. And today we're going back to Ghoul with Jennifer's body. Um, class is in sections. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, we are covering Karin Kusama's Jennifer's body from 2009, starring Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried and... Adam Brody, Adam Brody, a whole bunch of people. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. And before we do that, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. But also before we do that, let's get over, uh, go over some housekeeping. Late night grand yeah. house. It did not, you know, burn in a fire. It actually seemed to go it okay. Happened. Um, Good time had by all. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who came out and watched Child's Play two and Phantasm two, or to those that maybe bailed for Phantasm 2, which was kind of surprising to me. You um, missed out. You missed out, but it, I get it. Some, I think most people, they were just like, yeah, it's late. Time to go to bed. Bread time. <laughs> Bread time. People aren't out to be used to being late. Yeah. Well, people aren't used to being out that late. There we go. I don't think or people in are general. being used or in to general. being out. Yeah. I yeah. think people are still getting acclimated. Um Anyway, it was a good turnout, and uh, hopefully uh, soon-ish I'll announce September. It's still waiting on confirmation, but yeah, next Horror Trivia Night, if you saw our Instagram story, we've already started work. We're actually getting shit done. I'm so proud of you guys. It only took seven and a half years, right? That's right. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're looking forward to our October Trivia Night. Unfortunately, that will not be virtual. Two reasons. Fortunately, it no. will not. Yeah, two, two reasons for that, but we've already discussed that. It will that. be in person at oh. Heavy Anchor. Yep. And uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at DTB Horror, on Instagram at Destroy the Brain, and on Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain. Also, we have a group, a Facebook.com slash group slash DTB podcast. But most importantly, join our Discord. Go to discord.destroythebrain.com and sign up. Uh, we were lucky enough to give five people in the Discord uh, automatic wins to go see Candyman, which oh, is awesome. out today. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Wow. Finally. I'm excited yeah, to see it. I'm excited to see it, too. <clears throat> we're seeing it uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, yeah, we record this on Sunday. Big whoop. Okay. Um, what else? Anything else? No. Was it we seven? have we have stickers on yeah. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We did uh we have Late Night Greenhouse and Horror Trivia Night stickers and hopefully we'll get some podcast related ones up soon. Trying to figure out how up to soon. do all that, to be honest. Like how I want to word it. You can do it. a it's fine with the <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> Late night grindhouse uh, <laughs> font or the horror trivia night no, font. No. 
I mean, I handmade the late night grindhouse font, so I'm going to have to do that over. Oh, then, you know, you, <laughs> could do, you could do some shut the fuck up stickers. Oh, yeah, I do want to do Definitely that. But I'm going to have to do stickers. like censored fuck. Yeah. Because That's otherwise right? Instagram will deny it. That's fine. As long as it's in the font. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Those are our socials and our Discord again, discord.destroythebrain.com. Okay, let's talk about what we've been watching in between the recordings of the episodes. Jeremy, what do you got? Oh boy. So I had two of my nephews over last night for a sleepover. And you're still alive. I'm still alive? Oh yeah, I'm you're still, still alive. alive. Are the children is, Mark? The children are too. This is not the first sleepover i've had with some of my nephews there are did you make many. prank calls to landline phones <laughs> oh, was it a i don't know if they know situation? what the landline phone is they might they know what a payphone is probably thanks to Fortnite. but yeah yeah oh god i never even thought of that <laughs> yeah like they have um, no clue what a payphone is except for in a game they definitely don't know what like a rotary phone is they do know what it is no oh okay <laughs> um so the two that stayed the night are the ones that have expressed interest in the macabre. Mm. <laughs> uh, Spooky baby. One is eight and one is six and a half. And the eight year old is like gung ho. And they've apparently already watched things like Terminator 2, Predator, Aliens. Okay. And so they watched uh, Willy's Wonderland, which is basically Five Nights at Freddy. They watch that? Like. Two or three times. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. I haven't even watched it. They either. watched Cooties. That was the one that really surprised oh, me. I was like, that movie's gross. Yeah. Even, like, I thought as a grown ass man, it was <laughs> yeah, like 30 it's years really old. really gross at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and so they know I like scary movies, so that, you know, are always asking me. Yeah. Right. Um, Uncle Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Come to me, my nephews. I shall show you the way. <laughs> so they came over. Like, we want to watch the Banana Splits movie. And I was like, well, I didn't really want to watch it because I don't own it. And it's not streaming anywhere. So I'd have to rent it. It's not on. Um, no, it's not on. I guess not. You got to. Re- I thought I it was on Prime. Rented it I on apologize. Hulu. That's probably okay. Willy's Wonderland is what I'm thinking of. That's on Hulu. So, yeah. yeah. And that makes sense because, like, they're pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah scenario. Similar, yeah. They're, it, it's kind of the same thing, and they're both obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's. So, yeah, that's right up their alley. Yeah. That game is terrifying. I've never played it. <laughs> um, they only watch, like, you know, classic kids up until recently, didn't start playing it till then because okay. they were just watching Let's Plays of it. Um, So, we, I rented it, we started it, and when the first kill came on, the six year old was like, nope. <laughs> like, he covered his eyes. I was like, well, cover your eyes. Cause he was kind of, but he was just like, no, I am. Cover your goddamn eyes. Not. Spend yeah, $6 I was like, I'll on tell this. you, window. It was only two ninety nine. dollars Oh, okay. <laughs> if it was $6, I would have been. <laughs> would have told you just more. buy it. Um, Treated but, you know, like that's Alex kind of the there. thing with kids is trying to figure out, like, where their limitations where are. Where their limitations yeah. are. Where. Yeah. I hear he's watched cooties. I didn't hear that he was like, oh, like during cooties. Because okay. the eight-year-old's like, yeah, like <laughs> my sister said they like carnage. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. I was like, well, at least their it, mom knows. Bring it. Yeah. And she but gave that's you what's nice, light. too, is that she sees that, like, I'm an adjusted adult and can still like a whore. And I'm not like 
You didn't say well-adjusted adult. <laughs> Just an adjusted. Adjusted. Yeah, I don't know about well. Depends on the day. Um, but it's nice that, like, she doesn't, she's not concerned that they like scary things because she knows yeah. I've always been interested in those. There's yeah. worse things to be interested yeah. in. Yeah. Um, we kind of had to come to a compromise later, so the oldest finished the movie on my laptop. And okay. the youngest was tor- trying to break my will with YouTube last night. Oh, so like, so like when I do algorithm. No, no, no. Like, no. Oh my God, just the stupidest shit. I think I was like, so no, you got to turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, after they went to bed, I watched the rest of the movie. Yep. And let's get to what it is about. So the banana splits was an old Hanna-Barbera show. Yeah. For this reboot. It is this really kid who is obsessed. Yes. Who is obsessed with the banana splits. They're like a singing group dressed up as animals but they're actually like robots right <laughs> androids in this animatronics yeah, yeah where they're completely like autonomous they get a new upgrade and the tv executive cancels the show he's like this is the last episode and the lead singer quote-unquote hears it and so time to initiate yeah program. time to initiate <laughs> like serious finale and it's pretty gruesome. <laughs> yeah, we um, uh, we all watched it in one uh, at your your old place. Oh actually. yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we mm-hmm. sat and watched it, and I think honestly, when I saw the trailer, I was super excited for it. Yeah. And Andy was like, "Oh, this song," and it's like by this band, and yeah, I was like, yeah. "Well, what? the Dickies m- sure. made up." Really awesome cover. So he's like all into it, and so then I got kind of hyped up. Then when we watched it, we were like, "Right, you know, I." felt the same way with like Willie's Wonderland. I think some of the set pieces are fun. I've heard nothing good about it. So it's a very, you know, but I could see why kids would like this. Stuff, yeah. You know, like it's a six year old. Yeah, sure. Why not? There's been a so. And I think part of it is that in Willie's Wonderland, Nicolas Cage is killing these animatronics. Right. Yeah. And then versus the animatronics. The banana splits. They're killing people. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of it, too, because, like, you know, it's when Nicolas Cage is beating him up, it's like motor oil and, you know, shit okay. like that. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like guts flying out everywhere because there are yeah. intestines and shit in this movie. And he says it grossed him out. What he meant was that it scared him. OK. And I let him know, like, it's OK to be scared. I'm not going to make you watch anything that you find, quote, gross. Right. And I know that's like his code word for like it scared him. Oh, okay. And he so, doesn't want to be a baby. I know. And so I told him, it's okay. Like, we don't have to... I'm not going to make you finish a movie you don't want to see. Like, Yeah, um, if it's not pleasant for you, then it's um, not worth it. So I, you know, we... <laughs> before when they went to bed, I showed a lot of animals farting on YouTube. That seems... <laughs> that seems to <laughs> go over well. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's like, not gross. Clockwork. I know. Yeah, animal shitting is not gross, but... <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. You know what's funny is like, did you watch the most recent Nexpo no. about the Walton Files? No, I I, I think I started it. And so I'm like, oh shit. Files? Yeah. So it's this website called the Walton Files, and it's basically like a what is that? Where it's like a whole nother world. But ARGs. ARGs. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's an ARG about an animatronics restaurant or a restaurant with oh, okay. animatronics, yeah. and it's about like a backstory about how. 
somehow there's an incident in 1978 and then they close uh-huh. it down and then it's like somebody's job to like watch over these animatronics because okay. basically they're alive yep. and they can't kill them. Huh. So it was I got it's a rabbit hole. It's like an hour and a half long, but interesting. Yeah, I haven't I haven't checked out that It's video. along the same and vein. I have no clue what that yeah. It's funny. About. It's like and you watch things like that and you're like, "Huh. You know, there's been a Five Nights at Freddy's movie announced by yeah, Blumhouse, but, but they can't get it together. No. Enough where two ripoffs. I, think, I would say like it feels like everything just rips that off. So Honestly, now it's by like, the time I think they figure it out, yeah. I think the interest is going to be, be dead. Oh, absolutely. Maybe. I don't know. For anything other than kids, because kids love it. <clears throat> yeah, but those, that, I mean. Uh, and I think that's not enough to sustain it, even if it's right. a PG-13 film. Would I recommend Banana Splits? <laughs> I don't know. Would I recommend it to a six-year-old? No. <laughs> <laughs> six-year-old, not approved. <laughs> Rin? Rin. I watched a movie that was something I think was made for Andy. Um, first of all, Ooh. it's called Porno. Oh. Wait, what? It, it's just called Porno. <laughs> Came out 2019. It's about a bunch of repressed teens who all work at the local movie theater. Okay, that's me. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> and it's like set in probably like 94 because the two movies that are in theater are Encino Man and League of Their Own. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was like fun just to see the teens reacting to those two different movies that I grew up with. Hell yeah. There's some straight edge dude who runs the video <laughs> projector. Because <laughs> I think it takes place in Utah. Oh, I have no fucking clue what state it takes oh, place sorry. in. Sorry. Are there Mormons in it? No. no, no. All right, we know we won't know. No, it's like it's the height of like nineties. Uh, Be a good Christian. Small, no, small town con- conservative. Well, you know, yeah, the Norman Wa- like Rockwell kind of esque. Yeah, small town. You yeah, know okay. the like purity movement of the nineties. Yeah, for sure. Uh, gotcha. Why would you open yourself up to the temptation of pornography? Post satanic panda feels good. Okay. Yeah. Have you not seen it? It was, it was one of the it. Fangoria films when those yeah. were briefly happening. I, and I know it's on Shutter, which is yeah. where you watched it, right? That is correct. Um, I just haven't gotten a chance to watch it. You should definitely watch it because the whole time we were watching it, it was just like, man, this is so, so this for is Andy. Andy Adventures. Yeah, I mean. There's it, like a crazy uh, dude who's running around the theater after they close up and it's supposed to be like their Friday fun night where they mm-hmm. actually get to put on the movie they want to watch and like it's closed so they don't have to worry about people. And this crazy dude's running around and he busts into a closed auditorium and then they end up finding like... It's like a secret auditorium. Yeah. The adult auditorium. Oh, yeah. So there's like all these sexy posters and then they find old film reels and then they find one that's got all these satanic emblems what was, on uh, it. So what was one of those posters called? This is like popcorn. Smoke them if you got them or 10 foot hole, 10 foot pole. 10 Ooh. foot hole, 10 foot pole. That, that was, was my nickname my, in high school. 10 foot hole? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> he would okay. connect the two. Anyway, these kids play the satanic reel, and it's really interesting. It honestly kind of reminded me a little bit of Undertaker with Joe Spinell. Okay, interesting. Just because of yeah. like the imagery that was used in the uh, rituals, but then it got like really visual. It was really cool. It unleashes a little, succubus. Yes, oh, that is correct. Okay. I was gonna say, I mean, the, the there there was a whole theme to my movies Ooh, that wow. I watched oh. for this episode. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I'm putting it together now. Hungry ladies. Yeah, Yeah, succubuses in general. Literally, uh, I I don't even know if we did it on purpose. She just saw there was a movie called Porno, and she was like, absolutely. And I was like, okay, well, that's how we start the day. Well, I read the the description, and I was like, this actually sounds really good because, it, you know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic, actually. I'm surprised I haven't been told by somebody. Yeah, no, I'm astounded that you haven't seen it especially since it's been a it was just like I mean technically you could do a double feature with popcorn you could have done a double feature with fade to black you know it's that that one episode of are you afraid of the dark it's what yeah it's definitely your stuff and they go the fucking movie projector guy she said he was uh, a straight edge but technically he's like super insane about his equipment so it's like he locks it's me yes so that's what the whole time I'm like it's like a super like nerdy projector guy like all he has is me. to take care of this one me. machine me. and uh he used to smoke cigarettes yeah, yeah he now used to, he's he, clean he's clean from nicotine so um i've always been clean he beat addiction yeah it just gets okay. crazier and crazier as the obviously like the night goes like any other theater movie basically okay. I'll, I'll check it out i'll try to check it out sooner and later i i have that and the empty man that are kind of burning Oh yeah, I still have yeah. Empty Man on my list from last episode. Y'all should watch it. We will. So right. yeah, uh, be careful looking anything up about this movie because it's just called porno. So oh. when I typed it into Google, I was like, but I need to put some some other identifying factors in here. Porno came out in 2019. Porno movie. Fuck. Porno film streaming. Oh shit. Porno film, not porno horror. It is not on OnlyFans. I think it would violate some of their terms. Oh, it's just so targeting sex workers. Remember when that, they uh, their own business? It was yeah. a good time. Reminds me with kind of googling things back in the early days of the internet, quote unquote, when I was doing a uh, paper on. Stanley Cooper masturbating. <laughs> no, but <laughs> sex work. One, of the, one of the films I covered in Kubrick's filmography was Lolita. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. I was old enough to know what Lolita meant. Uh, so do you mean the I fashion put, subculture in Harajuku? Oh, yes. Boy. So I put like Stanley Kubrick's nineteen whatever fucking year. Yeah, Lolita, starring like I basically put as many fields for the film. And it was like comparing Stanley Kubrick's Lolita versus the Jeremy Irons Lolita. And I clicked that link and it was porn. Oh, well, that's cute. They got me. Elbow deep in Asian teens. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Well, it is Asian. Is it Woody Allen? The first one? Oh. Mm. oh. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, I stole that from Patton. Patton has one. Oh, okay. That was one of his references. Good job, Stanley. Guys. Hey, he credited. Funny, so. so, yeah, go watch porno. <laughs> and then when you're done with that, go watch porno on Shutter. Right? Okay. Do you think I asked for permission to wear this eyeliner? <laughs> that was one of the dumber moments in the Yeah, movie, it's but it I would say fun. out of anything, it's just funny. Okay. Yeah, so, it's just yeah. a bunch of teens like being yeah, teens. It, I've heard so. it's a horror comedy. It's yeah. not it's just so great. funny. Okay. It is yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. Um hold on to your balls. <laughs> Dude, there is some oh. fucking grotesque. Really? Hold yes. on to your There's balls. Really if I had some, I would have been clutching them. <laughs> I'm clutching my balls. It was uh, scary. I'm glad I don't have All a right. penis. What did All you right. watch? Um, so uh, yesterday I watched a lot of stuff with my wife. We took the day to just mm. watch some Shutter. We did homework. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so I watched uh, 1978's uh, Amicus 
release with Peter Cushing called And Now the Screaming Starts, um, which has the same theme as a lot of things. It reminded me a lot of <laughs> all the other Peter Cushing movies. No, well, it's Amicus. It's film. a timepiece, uh, but I thought it was the story is really interesting. It reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of like Rebecca, and it's basically about a young bride and um, basically somebody an heir to the the castle. This castle or it's a mansion. Yeah, it's a mansion. Uh, he takes his young bride to their new house and he's basically showing all of his uh, parents and grandparents and all the imagery of the the paintings on the walls. And uh, there's one that stands out and it's the uncle and the uncle is not to be spoken of. Basically, he, he yeah. his his ancestry or his line was kind of scarred at that time. And that's all you really get. And then the the creepy hand stuff starts. <laughs> so you move forward in time and like basically the young bride, she starts noticing that she's seeing hands and ghosts and things and it just she starts being haunted by trigger images trigger images yeah uh and so of course this is set in a what it was like the 1600s 1700s it's been a while since i've seen it but yeah it's it's around it's 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 older time the ladies wore humongous sleeping bonnets that looked like pillows there you go Mm. so of course you know there's no like mental health <laughs> or anything so they just assume or and they definitely don't believe in ghosts right so right. she's obviously fucking insane yeah, yeah. and you've married a dud <laughs> you, wait you, you married a dud? dud that's Is what that that's what that, it seems like what they're telling them anyways uh you're introduced later on to the woodcutter whose name is silas who has a large uh birthmark on mm-hmm. his face mm-hmm. and he's also just he's an odd fellow. He's hanging out by the graveyard and she notices him and is terrified by him and doesn't know why. He's like the weird dude in pieces. He's just yeah, he's like the weird <laughs> dude. Willard. Yeah, Willard. I'm sorry. Weird uh, Willard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically she gets the bad vibe from him and asks, Who are you? Why are you here? Why does he have all this land and we don't charge him for this land? And everybody gives the same answer. Oh, there's really no. uh, He's just been with the family a long time. What does he do? What does he do? Oh, he's the woodcutter. Like, okay. And her husband. Wasn't he like a greenskeeper? He, I mean, well, a woodcutter technically is somebody well, who takes care of not only providing wood for the house and then also like getting rid of trees that aren't wanted. Right. So. But is he just focused on the woodcutter or yeah. is he a maintenance man? I'm sure he's something of that. Okay. You know, I, don't. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I, I didn't. I can look on the LinkedIn description. Yeah, can you do you ever the, just do the you job the- you were hired for? Yeah. yeah. Just oh, chopping wood. So true. Chopping wood. Um. Capitalist but anyway, so the husband is definitely def- deflective when it comes to answering any questions about Silas, the woodcutter. Uh, we'll fast forward a little bit. Basically, Peter Cushing shows up because now uh, the lady of the house is now pregnant. And so she's going through her pregnancy and also being crazy and seeing, you know, eyeless faces and hands still lots of hand stuff um (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so peter cushing shows up to basically help her through her pregnancy while she's also freaking crazy basically okay um 
And finally, Peter Cushing can't take it anymore. He's he's dealt with this woman to the point and he wants to make sure this pregnancy is going to go smoothly. So he's asked the husband, you have to tell me what's going on. And it basically ends up where the uncle who we have seen earlier on in this portrait uh, raped <laughs> oh, God. the 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 mother of Silas. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, and the. Silas's father, Silas Senior, mm-hmm. uh, protested to this and got his hand cut off. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, this is all coming back later. So basically, after this all happens, he curses the family and says, "The next virgin that enters this household will bear my child." That's right. Okay. Ooh. So and then it has like a Rosemary's Baby ending. Yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of vaguely <laughs> remember is like it seemed to be a riff off of Rosemary's so, Baby. When I got to that part, it started just horror. just went right to like not the original haunting, but the tooth like the night late nineties ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. The haunting, you know how like he's like Hughes getting in the guts, and then scary movie makes fun of it even better when he's like going up the wall. Yeah. So basically the the ghost made whoopee with the lady. <laughs> Supposedly. Not like the entity. Or, well, oh, yeah, the entity. I uh, haven't seen I, It's in my Amicus set from Severin, and I haven't watched the uh, Blu ray yet. So, overall, uh, unlike a lot of those films, I watched this late at night and I didn't get sleepy because okay. a lot of times oh, that's the issue. It's like good. I feel like I have to watch some of these in like broad daylight. So, because sure. the energy is not as high as certain things, and it's also very soft and pretty looking. Yeah. So, Okay, uh, but overall, I thought it was a tight story. It made sense. There was nothing too questionable about like, uh, yeah, they, they tied all the loose ends. Okay. It was really tight. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, I really like Amicus films <coughs> in general. So cool. Um, cool. Maybe I'll try to check that out soon. Yeah, that was on because I think I yeah I watched the, so the Severn set that I'm talking about has Asylum and now the screaming starts and the Beast Must Die and I've seen yeah. all of them except for. Um, and now the screaming starts. I haven't watched that Blu-ray yet. It reminded me a lot of the movie The Skull. I think I reviewed that on here. Ooh, yeah. Which I really like that. Yeah, one. that was a good one. Um, cool. All right. Well, I I kind of took a lighter approach. I watched a Alfred Hitchcock movie that, um, it's hard. Like I I I know I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in a long, long time. And that's yep. To Catch a Thief, mm-hmm. uh, starring Cary Grant and Grace Kelly. Um. It was really interesting to watch the... So I watched this on Amazon Prime. Okay. I can't... I don't know if it's in my Hitchcock set. I want to say it's not. Um, I had to buy it separate. Okay. So on Amazon Prime, there is a weird thing that happens. It's maybe a censorship issue when they go to the ball. And there's like a one shot where it's zoomed in on the Amazon Prime copy. And then it zooms out real quickly. I thought that was weird. Weird. Um... Anyway, so the story, uh, Cary Grant is a ex-thief, or he might be a new thief. You don't know. That's kind of the somewhat mystery of of the movie. Um, You're pretty positive that he's not a current thief because you kind of believe him. He's kind of an interesting character. I, I thought in general for Hitchcock, this was kind of an interesting character because you don't know whether to believe him at first or not. And... Uh, when the cops like come to talk to him because they know he would have knowledge on jewel theft, um, he he devises a way to escape and basically not get caught by the police or get in their custody. Right. So it's like, oh, shit, maybe he did steal it. Um, that kind of goes on for 
I would say like the first 20 minutes of the film. And then you start to like slowly get the reputation that, oh, he used to do this. Now he's out of the business and he's trying to not go back. Yeah, it I is, mean, it is a thing that he, he he's basically still oh wants. shit, somebody's copycatting me and they're obviously going to come for me. So I better get the fuck out of here and figure out who the fuck is doing this to frame me. Basically. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. the cops basically there's a point where they say they're not going to press charges because they really want to watch you and catch you in the act. And he meets a, um, a French woman that like. They kind of escape the land and go to a different, um, a different land. Um, like I think they go to Cannes. Actually, I think they go to Cannes, France. Doesn't it like start in Monaco? Um, I don't know if I thought it just all happened in France, but in different regions of France. I could be wrong. Um, I know they end up in France, and I want to say it's the Cannes um, beach. And stuff like that. But anyway, it's it's kind of like a heist movie, but done differently. And Grace Kelly, it's it's so odd because obviously she's in rear window, right? And she is definitely one of Hitchcock's blondes um, that he probably oogled. Uh, but Cary Grant, to me, I always feel like anytime I watch a movie with Cary Grant, I feel like he wants Jimmy Stewart in it. But Cary Grant always brings some sort of different quality to it. A different tone. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there are, there are characteristics done by his character, and I'm like, oh, that feels like a Jimmy Stewart thing. Yeah. I mean, it could have also just been, like, the time and how It could have also been the acted. time. Yeah, 100%. But I, I, I will say, and this is probably where my personal preference comes in, I prefer Hitchcock to be directed by Jimmy Stewart versus Cary Grant. You mean I'm, starring? Whoa. Yeah, oh. Well, yeah, but I, I don't... Wait, I you like don't Cary like Grant. Suspicion? No, oh, I do like Suspicion. Uh, You're toys. right. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Well, fuck me. And never mind. North by Northwest. I think because they're so. <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. this? They're okay, not I'm similar, thinking about it more. similar, but different, right? <laughs> yeah, similar, so but you've, different. Yeah. You've seen the, them be directed by Hitchcock so many times, it has made you have a preference. But really, there is the only difference is one's a little softer yeah. and one's a little sexier. Let's be honest. I just think I think Jimmy Stewart for me is more relatable as a character he's versus an every, Carrie. He's Whoa. an everyday. Yeah, he's an everyday guy. Yeah, yeah, Cary Grant is very much not an everyday no, no, no. guy, and that's the point. And I think he's just so handsome. He is. He's very handsome. handsome. But I think that's maybe the weak point and why I just don't connect there to his no character all that much. But I will mm-hmm. say it's a gorgeous looking film and you get to see some of like the green lighting that I always remember yeah. or associate with Vertigo. Yeah. Um, okay. th- there's some really clever setups throughout the whole movie and I do like some of the dynamic where um, there's a scene where he's like at a roulette table and he drops like a, a $10,000 chip down somebody's dress or alludes to that he did but he actually kind of robs her anyway that's how you do it yeah it's it's a fun movie um it's one that i haven't seen that much and maybe maybe that's part of it is that it's i'll be honest it's not my favorite uh when i was a kid i really liked it and then i watched it when i I repurchased like every hitchcock i could get my hands Mm -hmm. on on blu-ray and when i rewatched it i was like 
Sorry. Yeah, and that's the that's a bad thing. I always hate saying like, oh, it's an okay Hitchcock. Movie. I can't watch it and not think Pink Panther. I don't oh. know why, but like, <laughs> I just watch it. I'm like, you know, it'd be funny if this was funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Be, you know, it'd be better if this was the Pink Panther. It just seems like some of the rapport this between the characters funny. isn't top notch. It isn't what I would expect from Hitchcock. It seems a little. It's, it's got no. I mean, I don't know the man who knew too much doesn't really have a horror element either no. but i'm a i have a preference for a murder in his yeah. movies yeah. so yeah yeah there yeah. we go yeah but overall i mean i think it's a fine movie to watch it's just not one of my favorite hitchcocks but i am glad that i kind of uh shine shine the light onto a weak spot or you know one that i'm not familiar with yeah um, i mean it's a beautiful movie and i mean if it was directed by anybody else i probably think it was amazing but yeah and maybe that's it <laughs> if i have to i always have to like rearrange what i think my favorite hitchcock movie is and it's like well that's not anywhere near the top. yeah i i think maybe that's it because like when i really got into hitchcock i was watching like his greatest hits really psycho. so psycho <laughs> rear window vertigo you know i mean rope i mean mm-hmm. i i still think rope's great I, Ropes rope has always been the one that I said was my favorite. And but actually, I think the last time we watched the birds, there's something about that movie that I just as an adult now watching it, I like it so much more. I think it has way better setups than than people believe Um, or or really recognize that on their first time watch. It's like, man, this is so well constructed. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is a really good good movie. movie. It's just catch a uh, to catch a thief is okay, Mm -hmm. Um, But. You know, it's a Hitchcock movie, so I think it already is elevated to a certain point that it, it's pretty decent. And like you said, if it wasn't directed by Hitchcock, we'd probably be like, oh, yeah, you haven't seen this movie directed by Joe Schmell? It's pretty great. Anyway, To Catch a Thief, it's on What Prime. else did Joe Schmo direct? Oh, he directed oh. so many movies. So many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there was The Asylum. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should have said Alan Andy Smithy. talking about Hitchcock, so I'm going to keep it classy in here and uh, mention the movie I watched earlier today because I was up with Is, the birds. Was it a, oh, a film? It was a film. It was a made-for-TV film. Ooh. 2021 oh. called Psycho Storm Chaser. Oh, no. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> it is one of the recent lifetime premieres. Oh, Jesus, God. <laughs> and it Why is do about... you watch lifetime movies, dude? Because they're entertaining. He oh. loves this shit. I like bad movies. <laughs> and that means I like lifetime movies. And I'm okay with that. It is exploitation. Just like all the other stuff we talk about. Jeremy, I absolutely get it. Because yeah. now that I've been watching, I'm not going to say they're garbage films, but I watch a lot of garbage films. They're not like these aren't great movies, but that's not the point. Somebody made this movie and didn't love it. But now I love it for some reason. <laughs> but like now that I watch a lot of horror like that in yeah. action and ex- just exploitation in general, I'll watch a shitty comedy now and I'll be like, you know what? I like shitty movies. <laughs> yeah. Shitty movies are a thing. It's a, it's not just a genre. It's a way of life. Continue. Um, so this is about uh, the said st- psycho storm chaser is Dr. Carl, the storm chaser. And he makes a living going around recording hurricanes, tropical storms and like uploading it. He's kind of, you know, like. Yeah, viral. He's a, he's a he YouTuber. On, he's a YouTuber, but he gets on like national TV and oh, stuff shit. like oh, that. Okay. 
Yeah, he's got like an agent and shit. Yeah, he's the guy in but the YouTube description that he, says email this address for what he does <laughs> is he finds people who've stayed in places where they've been ordered to evacuate and he kills them. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He kills them because he's like, why didn't you leave? What? People so told he kills you them? you weren't safe oh, to God. cover his crime. Oh. Because he used he uses blunt force trauma. Okay. Nobody suspects that when these like category three to category five hurricanes. See, I know. Like that's it pretty was, clever. This is yes, genius. This is a slasher film okay. where he kills people in hurricanes and nobody suspects foul play. Look, you said lifetime, so I was thinking like some weird. This sounds so what's, what's his motive? Ah, okay. We'll get to his motive. It's kind of a spoiler, but um what happens is after his um first kill in the movie and they're talking about another storm forming off shore you know he's like they're like oh and they're you know predicting it was a 30 30 people dead he goes oh it's a lot higher than that so is he just like murder horny whenever it gets windy like he is so horny for murder (laughs) um yeah so it's he sees somebody on the news being interviewed and it's a nurse and she's like well yeah you know if the hospital needs to evacuate people we will have them evacuated kind of like yeah. But if we can't, we have to stay with then them. And she is a okay. right now an at-home nurse or like home health care oh, yeah, for a woman health nurse. who is in a coma. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, okay. And so they're like, we can't move her. She's not much you can do with that. Yeah. Breathing with machines. <laughs> Breathing with machines. And it's her. It's the overnight nurse stays because of the storm. Of course. Um, of and course. it's the uh, patient's caretaker who is the her sister and her the main nurses looks like this guy's ex-wife so he's like no you have to leave so he's like stalking her like she goes to the store buys supplies for the store sure he's like oh good you're leaving she doesn't leave (laughs) and uh (laughs) like so he's just stalking them and he goes around looking for people to kill but he's also telling them to leave well, because he's like, you didn't leave and now you're going to die. What? Like, I'm going to make sure you die because <laughs> you didn't leave because the backstory is, and I don't care about ruining this because whatever. No, please. No is, one will ever watch this. Wait, this sounds like it should get remade. I feel like this is a good. You know what's funny? What you're describing is crawl without an alligator. Like, oh, yeah. No. And that's what I was like. I'm like, I was that's like, kind of a good concept. A great, con- a great double feature with crawl. Yeah. You know, it is lifetime. So it leans on the domestic. Because they call them domestic thrillers. So it leans on that a little bit. Is there but he kills scenes? five people. Ooh. There's no romance. It's like, almost like. Wait, yeah, it's lifetime. It's not. Ex is arguing. Because like the, the main character, her ex is a cop. And he's like, you need to you need to leave. She's like, I can't. Because, mm. you know, Hippocratic Oath. Bitch. Yeah, it's yeah. a storm of passion. <laughs> it was a category three of love. <laughs> So is the motive kind of um, like in Maniac whenever he's like, I warned you not to go out tonight? Like yeah. That. So um, his wife, because this woman looks like his ex-wife, he was not home. He was like out of state. He called her. He's like, you need to evacuate because okay. the storm's coming in. And she was found dead after the storm when he got oh, home. Shit. And the neighbor was with her. In their bedroom. Mm. So she was cheating on him oh. with the neighbor and they died. They what about the they person in the coma? Did he kill the, the coma person too? Fashion. No. He, he let, did not kill the coma. 
No, no, no. So the the storm, the, his backstory is that the storm killed his wife and she was cheating on him. Oh. And that's how he found out she was cheating is they were both in the bedroom. Oh. Gotcha. 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 This is great. He kills a couple. He kills a cop, which is the best kill in the movie. <laughs> okay. Is this streaming? If you have the, if you have Lifetime, right? If you have Lifetime or Lifetime Movie Club, I can't, or I can't do this. If you, no. do, your, <laughs> do your parents have cable? No, I don't. Okay, they got, no. they got the antenna. Because here's okay. Here's what we do. Antenna. Jessica's parents have cable, so we use their cable login for Roku channels. Oh, and it is available. Thieves. Yeah, we are. It is available on the Roku app. Oh, like the Roku channel? Yeah, the Roku channel app, okay. but you have to have a but then cable you go into login. I got you. Oh my god, how, how fucking convoluted is that for shit? It's not. How is the... Well, you uh, have cable, right? How are these kills? <laughs> Do we see anything here? Um, assumed they're dead. Most like of them are... You bang, you're dead. It's most ah. of them are. So yeah. we're not well, talking the, like a gore fest or anything. Like no, that. it's a okay. prime time. So we should remake. I bet she got stabbed. There's an electrocution that's really funny. Okay, it's the cop. He gets electrocuted because oh. he's not wearing waterproof shoes uh, and they're in a leaky basement. Okay, like Rob Lowe and Tommy Boy, or he like pees on the yeah. Thing. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I always but, forget that's Rob Lowe. Oh yeah, yeah. I just thought it was really funny that instead of like people fornicating, they just stay in the storm. And that's like, he's like, ah, I must kill him. Like, <laughs> that's his drive. Yeah. What's this movie called again? Psycho Storm Chaser. Okay. <laughs> Psycho's Storm Chaser. Kiss, you kiss saw the title and you're just like, oh, done. Done. <laughs> have, you, have you never been like, yeah, I'm watching this? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I'm in, that's what I did I'm yesterday with porno. Yeah. See? The movie so, I'm talking about next. I was like, what am I going to do? Not watch this? <laughs> I actually present this to me like first part of it. And then somebody came over and we watched a different movie, but I was like, and like that whole time you were like, I gotta get to it. I was like, God damn it. I need to finish this movie. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Psycho storm chaser. Put it on your watch list. Or fucking a (laughs) talking to you. Court camp. Put it on your watch list. All right. Ren, what'd you got? My next film is Death by Temptation, mm. which is 1990s trauma flick. It's about, uh, no? Yeah. Trauma they, released it. They, they, trauma they released re-released it. Released it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's, you know who sorry. It, that's okay. Shit. Sorry. No. Is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's Ernest Dickerson, right? He directed it? No. no actually, it is directed. Uh, he DP'd it's it. It's James Bond yeah. the third. <laughs> he DP'd it. That's Starred right. Starred and directed. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So it's about a young pastor who goes to visit his cousin in the city and he has to face the temptations of the world. Of course. And temptation takes a physical form as a woman named Temptation who... Okay. Who's got like these long gold fingernails. She's gorgeous. She's obviously like captivating. Um, In the very beginning of this film, you see this bartender just like talking shit about anything and everything he's calling up women being like oh you need to get the abortion but after that give me a call we'll hang out again and then he's like calling up the next chick and he's like hey is he still there well let me know when he's gone we're hanging out Eh, eh, eh. (laughs) Um, and then he ends up like running into temptation and Mm -hmm. um then he's never seen again 
Huh. Um, and then that becomes the common trend with these men who go home with temptation uh, because she is a succubus. Oh. And uh, yeah, this young going to be pastor has run in with temptation. Okay. Yeah, it's. I've. Heard, it was a lot better than I thought it was going I've to be. I've heard very good things. Yeah, it was a very good I, flick, I don't I know think. if I've seen this one. I have. Sigur so, Syndrome put it out. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know, they put it out. Yeah. So it's half watching, like, uh, Spike Lee half cast. Like, it's all the, you know, casts from Spike Lee movies, basically. Yeah. You know, because they're all buddies, and it's well, the yeah, late 80s, uh, early 90s, so they're all, like, a, basically a troop at this point. Uh-huh. So like, it's one of the actors from School Days who is James Bond the, the third. third. Yeah. Uh, he decided he wanted to make, and honestly, for me, it reminded me a lot of a, like, religious movie about, like, you know, like, how they do, like, the Halloween, like, scare haunted houses yeah. where it's like, yeah, the scare, it's like yeah. oh, don't do this or this will happen to you and it'll be like... Hell houses. Hell houses. There yeah. you go. Don't it's, drink and drive, kids. Yeah. yeah, so it's along the lines of that, definitely along the lines of, like, Tales for the Hood and not just because it's, like, a black movie. It's because it's about, like, it's these mor- are... morality tale. tale, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's basically if you are choosing to be seduced and uh-huh. li- be a bad person, because, of course, every guy that goes home with her is a scumbag. Yeah. Except for this... Well, he's not really a pastor. He's, he's like just, about to be there. His and father, like his, grandmother. His, his father was Samuel Jackson, who yeah. was a okay. pastor yeah, yeah. and got killed off in a car accident. Oh, so you see Samuel okay. L. like twice in the movie. Yeah. And then his grandmother's just like taking care of the boy. And he's going to New York to visit his cool brother, mm-hmm. who's yeah. the guy from Different World. Uh, oh, with yeah. The glasses. Yeah. He's awesome. He's charismatic. Not Kadeem. Harrison. It starts with a K. I think it's Kadeem Harrison. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the best part of the whole movie. He's hilarious, yeah. and he's he's got his Jordans on. I'm just like the whole time. I'm like, oh, let's do the right thing. Yeah. This is great. Well, this is from '90, right? Yeah, 1990. 1990. Okay, but yes, like, it is Kadeem Harrison. It's yeah. just cool. you know very '90s streetwear, and it's it's super cool. So it's right up your end. It's right up my alley. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it was a lot better than I think both of us thought. And it also she watched porno, and then we watched this. So it's like two succubus movies on the uh, like literally yeah. rolling a dice, and then we're covering oh, Jennifer's body. Like you so it's all like you, you better that. watch out, bud. Right. <laughs> uh, also in Death by Temptation is Bill Nunn, who's in Sister yes. Act, and like yeah. all yes. these other things, and he is like. Just this dude trying to constantly pick chicks up in the bar, and he's really funny and stupid. And it's like, man, if I were to meet this guy in real life, I'd be like, "You're corny as fuck. Right? Shut up and leave me alone. I'm not here for you. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye." He always lies oh. about his profession. Yeah, he's like, he's "Oh, like, well, I work with like athletes, and then I'm a race like, car well, driver." Yeah, last week you told me that you're like a performer or something. <laughs> so what is it? Okay. Um, and then it turns out that he's like casing temptation like the whole time. Mm. So that, sorry, spoiler alert, but spoiler. I was like, oh, you actually serve a purpose in this movie. Right. That's awesome. You're not just like this. The comedic relief. Right. You're anything. not just that. Like, I was so excited to see him play something with more depth because I like him so much and yeah. things like Sister Act. I need to check that He's out. in uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. I was about to say all the Spider-Mans from Sam. Like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. I kind of forgot. <laughs> Cool. I'm so, going to put that on my short list. I've been hearing, I've always heard good things. About and you guys yeah, watch you that on like shuttering yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we just like restarted our shutter, cool. which I'm glad we did because I feel like we've been running out of stuff. I feel like nice. it could have been um, 
I hate to say this. No, I mean, it, it's great. It could have been like a good segment in like a Tales from the Hood 3 or something, but. Uh, it's not in the Tales from the Hood 3 that came out. I can tell you. Yeah, that. that doesn't even exist. <laughs> or I the two. Uh, I, no, yeah, no, I know. I watched it and it, I yeah. had to stop yeah. it. It was uh, so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you watch, Niles? <laughs> so, like Jeremy said, sometimes you just see a title and you're like, it's that time. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It's, it's Miller time. It's 9.30 at night. I'm kind of fucked up. Let's watch something. And that movie was Cannibal Women and the Avocado Jungle. Oh, really? I've we only just had seen a feminist film day yesterday. Awesome. It was like the best Saturday ever. Now, wait, how did you guys, this was also on Shutter or no? That was on Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I know I saw the title and I th- I thought it was on Prime. Actually, I think I saw it when I was looking at uh, To Catch a Thief. It, it was like number one as what Prime suggested for me. So, okay. <laughs> 1989, directed by J.F. Lawton, uh, starring Shannon Tweed. So, uh-huh. And also has <laughs> star, the male star is Bill Maher. Yeah. And Adrian Barbeau. Pretending she's in it. She's at the end. Um, she's in it as well. She's she's built. she's also in it. Yeah, she's very much in it, but she's at the very so end. it's a cameo basically. basically. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, Bill Maher basically plays Bill Murray. Um, yeah, it was very weird. Dresses Indiana huh. Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I kind of okay. remember that he was like, dude, it was hilarious. I, I, okay, yeah. so wait, what's it about? So here it is, California, right? Mm-hmm. You got if a, 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 a liberal. Jungle? No, oh, shh, sorry. you're sorry. jumping ahead. You got a, <laughs> uh, what is it? A feminist studies professor? Feminist studies professor, Shannon okay. Tweed. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is uh, called on by the government to go into the avocado jungle, which is the lower part of California, the entirety of it. Anything okay. east okay. of San Diego. San that Diego? Is, yeah, that it is above, whales vagina. above Mexico <laughs> and below, like, and I'm telling you, dude, you see the map and it's literally just like these green lines <laughs> on the bottom half of California. Yes. The avocado jungle, where all of California gets its avocados, which are very necessary in 1989. So basically, they're worried about a shortage because the piranha women who rule the avocado jungle mm-hmm. and these are women in like loincloths and spears and arrows it's basically like the uh, Amazon women uh, from like Wonder Woman right well uh, what year is this 1989 <laughs> okay yeah, I was this was kind of like around 80s like the movie, 80s early 90s a lot of like Barbarian women yes. subgenre, yeah. like softcore. Hey man, about. I thought it was gonna be a lot more softcorey than it was. It was yeah. not it was at all. Like not tits. It was all comedy. Okay, and like all, wit, just comedy and wit, and like battle of the sexes. Well, also, play. you feel like you'll probably get some TNA with Shane and Tweed, yeah, but you don't. So she's very weird. conservatively dressed cool. the whole time. I okay. mean, yeah, there's some like hips. And like side boobs, but yep. that's yes. about it. Yep. Uh, but basically, it's like you have the professor and then her like protege student who is this like Malibu girl, Malibu Barbie type, right? And okay. she, Bunny. She, yeah, she wants Bunny? to change her, oh, her, her major in college from home ec to uh, women's studies. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going, okay. She was like, I'm going to this fraternity party over the weekend where they're going to do all this stuff. She's like, okay, no, no, come here. You'll just get raped. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Again, yeah. probably. So anyways, they go into the jungle. 
and the, but they need a guide. So they, they go to this bar and the three guides step up and one's like this, like black dude from like Nam with a big, like, you know, huge belt of like oh, ammunition. Okay. And he, you know, yeah. it's a Rambo type, right? Rambo. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then the next is like this ninja guy. Right. And so he's like waving his nunchucks. And then the next guy is, Oh, he was just like this, like big wrestler, macho dude, just like beating his chest, and he wore a mask. He looked like kind of like a luchador. And okay. then they tell him, "Oh, we're going into the avocado jungle," and all of them go, uh, 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 "I'll be busy. Uh, can't go." <laughs> and then, of course, Bill Maher no, steps up. You. Bill Maher steps up, dressed like Indiana Jones with two gold chains, and is like, "I'll take <laughs> you into the jungle." And of course, Shannon Tweed's character knows Bill Maher. They have a history because of he course. was the opposite of women's studies. He was, you know, male. He's dick- the. Mix- Kismo. He's a dick joke, basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he starts to guide them into the avocado jungle where things happen there. There was a hippo in the river at one point. But, <laughs> you know, see said. the hippo. I don't I'm telling you, it's all just comedy of going like men are from Mars. Women are for Venus. That kind of a Jesus. comedy. Oh, but goodness. like it's funny because. Okay. It is actually, the whole time. It's really just saying women are smart and men are stupid. Basically, it was very like feminist. Rim feminist had a surprising. blast with it the whole time. Just like <laughs> so true. It's so true. <laughs> Girls uh, are definitely going to Mars to get more candy. But like Mars. so. So the thing is, is so these women, they uh, the piranha women. Right. So what their thing is, is that they were ex feminists that moved into the <laughs> avocado jungle yeah. to have their offspring who are men be eaten and that oh, will fuel shit. them to live. <laughs> nice. And they were formed by Adrian Barbeau's character who was the, uh, who was also a professor at a uh, uh, women's uh-huh. <laughs> women's okay. studies college as well. And she's formed this entire group. So they go in to basically, why does this feel like a full moon movie? She this- used, she used feminism for evil. Was this distributed by instead of for good? Maybe because it's I think one of those. I mean, I guess like it kind of just always reminds me of um, Slime Bowl. No, we get supposed bowl. to be it, 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 Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, but like, get this. So <laughs> there's not just piranha women in this jungle. Yeah. So they get captured by piranha women, and then they escape, and they get saved by the barracuda women, who are, oh. <laughs> who. Who broke off from piranha women and obviously they assume it's because of eating men's flesh and they thought, oh, these probably are against cannibalism. Nope. They just don't dip their their meat in guacamole. They believe that you you dip your meat in clam sauce. Oh, okay. Wow. It's amazing. You want to dip your meat in clam sauce? Uh, yeah, dude. Five. No, not five stars. Five stars. No, three stars. Three. <laughs> he said like 5,000 stars oh, yesterday. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's either. If I say 5,000 stars, that means it's actually just three stars just because it's so funny, but so stupid. <laughs> Why like, don't you say 3,000 stars then? Because that's not a letterbox point. review. Hey, nice. Nine out of five. Hey, nice. I love you, 3,000. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're supposed to cry. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really funny. And I I like don't like Bill Maher at all. Like, but he was actually pretty funny in this, and it like was a perfect role for him to play like a douche. Yeah. Um, well. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like it made absolute sense. It's like, oh, I wouldn't cast anyone else to pretend to be Milton Burry dressed as Indiana Jones. <laughs> Say Milton Burry. Milton Burry. Milton Burry. 
<laughs> Bill Murray? Yeah. Bill Murray. That's okay. I'm That's what you stroke? meant to say. Well, I'm done talking about my movie. You guys should watch it. It's pretty funny. Okay. I, I will definitely throw that in my watch list for Prime. Do you want to say that title one more time? Uh, that is Cannibal Women in the Avocado <laughs> Jungle of Death. <laughs> Oh, of death? Of death. Oh, of death. Oh, damn. I yeah. missed that part. Okay. Uh, the last film that will be talked about before we get into our main subject is going to be, unfortunately, a film that is not released yet. Um, it, I just had the opportunity to watch it thanks to Fantasia Film Festival. I hope that it will be released by October by Raven Banner, which is a Canadian company. They kind of put out um, Turbo Kid. Okay. Um, this movie is called The Sadness. It's directed by a Canadian filmmaker uh, who lives in Taiwan. So it's a, ta- a Taiwanese um, horror film. And this kind of, I, I think I put it on my watch list a while back because I heard about it. And uh, Rick from The Lion's Daughter kind of reminded me about it. He was uh-huh. like, yeah, I keep hearing about this movie. And what he likes to do is go to his local Barnes and Noble and pick up like Fangoria's and Rumorgs and read through them. Mm. And Rumorg just put this on their front cover. Okay. I think uh, a couple months back. Anyway, so obviously if it's getting front cover, I, I feel yeah. like, okay, that's, that's something to pay attention to. Hyped up. So I had the opportunity to watch this uh, last night, actually at night. And, um, oh boy. <laughs> so this movie is a zombie movie. Uh, essentially, it's 28 Days Later mm-hmm. meets the year 2020. Oh, fun. Meets probably the goriest shit I've ever watched in in a minute. So yeah. should I like take a Xanax before watching Yes, 100%. <laughs> Nikki did not appreciate the movie. She liked it, but there were, it was, the, the biggest problem with the movie is that, you know, we're watching it while we're still in a pandemic it's uh-huh. a little too soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say uh, that that is probably going to be the main hurdle for some people um, is that it's just a little too close to comfort. Yeah. Uh, because what it is, is it's a pandemic that they're in. But instead, if you say that the pandemic brings the worst out in people, this pandemic literally and physically brings the worst out of people. So uh, what's that? Turn them into zombies. They are, they're more like 28 days later where they're rabid. I don't like that. It's, it's kind of a form of rabies. Yeah. But Mm. they, they know exactly what they're doing. However, you get the most perverse out of people. Um, The thing, there's a couple of characters that come into play where you think, Oh shit, they had serial killer in, tendencies but of course their normalcy like they've become alchemated to society that they're okay but maybe these are deep-seated thoughts but yeah Yeah. now what once they get this they're going to carry it out and at first it does have kind of a hard start and i will say anytime it starts talking about the pandemic uh it is very political like the political commentary is thick hard c um like on on which so side it, well it, well here's the thing it takes place in in taiwan uh, so, so china what do you think but <laughs> but what it does is it definitely mimics america 
Okay. Okay. They talk about, you know, our leader uh, not being trustworthy. Why is this pandemic? Why is this virus politicized? A lot of on the nose stuff. And I guess that's the big warning to people. If you do want to, I think it should be on everybody's watch list. It's just, when do you want to watch it? You know, that's was, really the question. Was it filmed during 2020? It was released earlier in uh, Taiwan, uh, January this okay. year. So it must have been filmed during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you would never know. Like, mm-hmm. it, had this been released later down the line, you, you never would have known. But obviously, because it's so on the nose, it's obviously commenting on what's happening now okay. that you know it was filmed during this time mm-hmm. uh, but yes this is the most bloody dare I say p- perverse kind of film Damn. depraved was there armpit worship no uh, there are scenes where the the big showcase scene is a guy that comes in with sunglasses on a subway train while you have this kind of creepy older gentleman sitting next to mm-hmm. this girl. The whole basis of the story is this guy and this girl or a boyfriend and girlfriend gets separated and the story is kind of told from each side. Okay. So it's like little segments where you're following the guy and then there's segments where you're following the girl and the girl's on the subway train. This one scene, uh, she's on the subway train and this guy's like, I see you every day. You know, you, yeah. you are very pretty. Oh, Kind of hits on her and it's like, come on, dude. Show me your feet. And, and yeah, she's like, no, that, fine. And she like ignores him. And then he starts going into a tirade like, oh, nobody this age knows how to take a compliment. You fucking know? whore. And then the like, ugly bitch. Exactly. And, you know, she's you like, never I, hot anyway. but she takes a stand and she's like, I'm not going to sit here and let you sexually harass me. And, and th- while that's going on, this dude with sunglasses comes on with a, a couple of other commuters on the subway train. And we just see this guy wearing sunglasses. Nobody else is wearing sunglasses on the subway, of course. Yeah. So the, the, the characteristics that you get when you're infected is your eyes black out. So, uh, all we see is a focus on his face and then down to his hands and he pulls out a blade and Ugh. let's just say, a lot of people get stabbed. <laughs> a lot of yeah. blood flows. It is so fucking bloody. This movie is probably one of the goriest films I've seen in a while. Wow. And uh, I mean, there are, it's hard to make me squirm or just be like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. This film does it like probably about five to six times. <laughs> it is fucking relentless. The the again, the only bad things are like when it slows down and tries to do the political talk. But um yeah, this is going to be released by Raven Banner. I'm trying not to like spoil as much. Um I'll I'll tell you the subway scene, there's stills from that subway scene. So uh, it's it's kind of spoiled, kind of not spoiled. Proceed with uh, caution. But yes, this is definitely a film that I definitely want to warn people on. Like, if you get triggered pretty easily, especially during our very kind of sensitive time, you might want to hold off maybe a year or two and try to get a little more separated. Jeremy should wait until his nephew's like seven and a half. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, no. Yeah, yeah. He'll be. This would be the definition soon, of gross. So. 100%. Uh, there's there's a guy that 
does some very. You don't have to yeah, go there, into it. There's a lot of there's a lot of ucky stuff. Ucky stuff. One hundred percent. You know, Gross. according to him, blood's okay, but it isn't like guts. It is. Mm. It is a wild okay. fucking movie. Too visceral. I, I don't know. He's probably. It's a wild movie. Yeah. I think fans of extreme horror will definitely want to put this extreme on their watch horror. list uh, because it is. I. It was weird because Nikki's never really gone down that route. And I'm like, oh. I have to watch this. I have to. And um, she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm why like, would you show it to her? Oh, no. I had to watch it. It, it premiered last night at Fantasia. I have to write a review because it is oh, a kind of okay. hot ticket movie right now. It's being talked about. So obviously for the site, I want to make sure it's covered. Um, but yeah, I told, you know, Nikki hasn't really watched Cannibal Holocaust. She hasn't watched any oh. of the extreme shit. Cause I kind of like, let me give you the classics. And I think then, she'd like Cannibal Holocaust. And then maybe we'll touch, we'll dip our toes into some of the gore stuff. <laughs> just and just to kind of see, like, you know, I mean, I had to kind of explain how horror can be very taboo. Yeah. It can be, you know, commentary, social commentary. And I kind of, you know, maybe I mansplained a little bit. I'm not going to lie, it, but I'm like, Hey, night of the living dead is an allegory for, you know, is it the war and oh, all this fuck. other shit, you know, fuck. I mean shit that we know, but she didn't, she didn't really know. And I'm like, do I think it's a little on the nose? Do I think it's a little heavy? 100%. Yeah. But it's still interesting. And like I said, it is probably one of the goriest fucking movies yeah. I've watched in a long time. Okay. So I think this should be on people's radar. It's just up to you when you want to see it. And yeah. right now it's not even available yet, but I have a feeling that it's going to be released um, in October because I think Raven Banner has worldwide rights on it. So um, I hope it comes out later this year. Um, they did release a trailer for it. And mm-hmm. I'll put this uh, in the show notes. Oh, Always check our show notes. We list always. what we watched and trailers. And if you can stream it, we put the links there. It's yeah. almost like you don't even have to listen to us. Yeah, you don't even <gasps> have to listen to us. It's you true. Just skip ahead. Just get the, the good bits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get the goods. <laughs> but yeah. Tasty treat. <laughs> that movie is called The Sadness. Uh, I recommend it, but yeah. it is... Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution, 100%. Got it. All right, cool. So let's uh, go ahead and move on to our big topic. Jennifer's Body, 2009, directed by Karin Kusama, written by Diablo Cody. This was the follow-up to her script for Juno. Juno. Which is kind of wild. You remember Fox Atomic? <laughs> yes, I do. I uh, wrote a couple, because uh, I was like, oh, shit, Fox Atomic. Turistas? Mm. 28 weeks later yeah hills of eyes 2 and miss march wait they didn't do we just watched that rest in peace (laughs) rest in peace peace, Trevor Moore. i know man i didn't know until we watched the movie because i looked it up and was like i wonder what he's up to oh Oh, he's dead and he died recently yeah yeah Yeah. i thought hills have eyes the first one was also fox atomic not according to wikipedia but it could be wrong interesting okay Well, anyway, um, so this is a movie that I I feel got panned pretty hard when it came out in 2009. And now it's kind of gotten this resurgence. And I never saw it in the theaters. I kind of skipped it. I did, too. 
Um, Ren, did you see it in theaters? I saw it at a friend's house at a sleepover, and I hated it okay. when I first okay. saw it. So okay. it's definitely something that's grown on me more as I've like grown up and I've understood more of the dialogue in it and like the actual messaging behind it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But when I first watched it, I was like, man, she kills like the cutie mo boy. Because, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, so, that's what I was concerned with in 2009. Sure, yeah. sure. I read a review that kind of pitched it like everybody's complaining about horror movies and I'll get to it later, but like the remakes and the sequels and here's an original movie and it's like, is it worth your time? Yes. Like if you're tired of remakes and sequels, here's a movie this to go see. This is a review and from that era? Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, that, so that makes sense. Yeah. I went to a matinee and it was, I was the only person who bought a ticket. Wow. That's the best way to watch it. Was it was great. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think at that time, I think uh, it was right past my blockbuster day. So I was the height of being a film critic in mm-hmm. my own mind. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I hear you. Uh, Juno. I thought Juno was fantastic. Again, I think it bred annoying things. And like I, people well, like your wife who it, wanted to be. That's Juno. fine. Oh. I wasn't. I mean, again, I feel Sam's like teen pregnancy. Sure. <laughs> I was about to say, Timo. The, there the, was that pregnancy. The riot girl movement, the, the emo rock, you know, obsession of teenagers in the mid 2000s. Anyways, it's just, it is everything that I wasn't interested in, but I thought that that script was very fresh. So then I was excited to hear something else from that writer. Yeah. So when I heard that they were doing a horror movie, I said, oh, that's going to be fantastic. Right. And then I was like, oh, Megan Fox is in it. I don't know, man. I guess she's hot and she's in Transformers, but like, do I think she can? Did like, Transformers? When was Transformers? Like, the first one was two thousand seven. Okay, so it was. I don't know why I know that off the top of my head, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I saw it in theaters. It was fantastic. I don't know. I got no hate on Transformers. Anyways, go I ahead. I love Anyways. Transformers, but. It was one of those things that I really liked. Starscream. I thought at the time I liked the writer. I thought she was fresh, and she's doing a teenage horror movie. Okay, let's go watch it. I didn't like it the first time. I will say that automatically off the bat. Like, I don't get it. I'm not a teenage girl at that time. I was in my 20s. So, no. You're not a teenage girl? No, I'm not. Um, But I liked Adam Brody from watching the first season of the OC. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I was a teenage girl. I think you were. Um, Do you remember when he was going to play a grizzled Batman in uh, George Miller's Oh, shit. I kind of forgot about that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. But I I mean, it's one of those things that I I also, I saw what they were trying to do with it, and I, I was really surprised by the amount of gore that was actually involved. Like, and... Uh, Megan Fox's performance was actually even the first time watching it. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. She's actually creepy in this. Yeah. So I'll give it that. But after I've rewatched it over the last, I've seen it probably at 10 times. Uh And it was always one of my favorite things to show girls who hadn't seen it. Right. So, and they'd be like, Oh my God, this is so femme, femme positive. And it's usually, you know, I was like, oh, well, it's the same writer from Juno. So it's obviously going to be written towards a female audience or yeah, at least yeah. like let's normalize some certain things so that it it's I don't know. It's just the well, way she talks. It's, it's also the female writer and having a female director. as yeah. well. And, and I think that's like definitely some of the positives of the film for me. Like I'm not a I'm still not. So I never saw it in the theater. I only recently watched it probably, I don't know, within the past year, 
But I did just you really watch it? You didn't see it like when it first came out? No, no. Oh, I didn't, wow. I didn't watch it in the theater. I didn't watch it on video. Well, am I it, the only person who liked it the first time they saw it when it was like I guess so. recent? Oh. Jeremy, I think you're just the biggest feminist at the I'm, table. <laughs> Jeremy, here's the deal. What happened was <laughs> I saw it in theaters. I didn't hate it, but it yeah. wasn't as good as Juno. In my mind, the yeah. script wasn't tight. They don't it drink was, enough blue slushies and puke them into No, herbs. it's just not. It wasn't as quirky as Juno mouth. was. And I really like that quirk factor yeah. of the Juno it's, script. This was more about something I, I can't understand. Not as. I mean, the slang is grating, I think. Yeah. This. But like, is it? I or is that no, how no, no, girls? It's not, it's, I don't know if that's how girls. I mean, just like think about Clueless, right? Yeah. Same thing, right? It's a bunch well, of lingo yeah. they're trying to throw in. It's like that's kind of the shtick, right? It's not. I I don't know if I should say grading, but it was like that was in a way her style at the time. Diablo Cody's yeah. style. As much as I love Karen Kusama and her directorial stuff, yeah, right. I still feel like. With Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody, it worked. It yeah. vibed together yeah. because he brought this weird quirkiness that mended very well with the quirkiness of Diablo Cody's uh-huh. dialogue because it's quick, it's snappy, and it's also, yeah, there's a lot of slang and lingo that's not even really based in reality. He's so salty. But but it so feels salty. but it feels like real talk in some weird weird way. That's what I always loved about Chirino. So when I watched Jennifer's body, I was like, it doesn't connect with me as much as Reitman and Cody together yeah. versus Cody and Karin Kusama. Not saying Karin Kusama is a bad director. It just didn't work. I just feel me. like you did yourself a disservice not watching it in the mid 2000s when this came out because maybe, it's like definitely maybe. a time. It's literally a time capsule. Yeah. No, it 100%. Is, and I think that's the funny did thing you is. you see all the low rise pants? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It, yeah. <laughs> everything Holy about shit. it is a time capsule. And it's funny because it's a forgotten time capsule. Like it won't identify with like younger audiences now like the femme factor of it, but like. I don't think the it's fun. like basically vintage. Yeah, like it's a vintage 90s. idea. Yeah. And it was um, it was such a bomb that I don't really feel like people cared about it being on any streaming sites. Right. And it's I think that was Hulu kind now. of a, yeah. And I remember I ended up my social was like a lot of people are like, oh, shit, it's on Hulu, you know, um, and it was never like, I don't know why I never revisited. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I did a double feature with that and Pandorum. I maybe didn't pay for Pandora just, in the just, theaters. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, did you just rewatch it though? What? Which one? Jennifer's Body. Yeah, Friday. Okay. Yeah. So what did you think on your rewatch? I really enjoyed it. Still? Yeah. I Okay. So should we like run through the film? Yeah. Let's do that. So we start with our, uh, our lead character, Needy, who is locked up and she just is being showered in gifts and we don't quite know why yet. And then we also find out that she's a kicker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. she's a Which kicker. I don't really know where the fuck that actually <laughs> comes know. from in the story. <laughs> but I will say that it is a, a fun way to start the movie with itty bitty Amanda Seyfried just like kicking the shit out of some people. God, she yeah. drop kicked her. Yeah. Seriously, just like badass out of nowhere because... I was used to Amanda Seyfried being dumb Karen Smith from Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. So for her to have like her own personality, even if it was like the meek girl, it was still nice to see her in something different. Do you think maybe that was some of the appeal was that she was playing a polar opposite of what she became popular with? 
I mean, she went from being a plastic to being, you know, the the sidekick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, like Niall said, I, I think I missed, you know, I missed the boat a was little bit. Was she in Big Love? Yeah. So, but yeah. that was, that was after. Actually, Jennifer's I think she, I, I remember reading um, somebody, she, uh, Bill Paxton's death anniversary, if you yeah. want to call that. Um, that was pretty recent. And I think she wrote some sort of a letter that okay. I've heard I was just very touching. thinking about like her different yeah. roles. And she also did like a Red Riding Hood role and yes. all kinds of stuff. I She's like, done all kinds I of stuff. I like that movie. That Red Riding Hood, really? directed oh, by Catherine Hardwick. I remember Hardwick. enjoying it for the most part okay. when it came yeah. out, but it's been a while. It's yeah, been it's since been it came a minute. out. Yeah. I think I could probably pick that up at Nickel Flicks for do four like bucks. Gritty fairy tale episode, no. like, like a Brothers Grimm. No, 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 like Red if, Riding Hood. If we did that, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna throw in <laughs> the non horror quote unquote is Running Scared because I think that is a great Grimm's fairy tale adaptation with oh. Billy Crystal. No, with the, Paul Walker. The Paul Walker one. I've always wanted to see that. Just as like you can borrow it. It's good. Oh, I can borrow it. Oh, fuck. It's so okay. good. I saw anyway, it when it came out. Back to Jennifer's body. So Needy and uh, her BFF Jennifer have been biffs, as they say. Before since, the beef, they were biffs. Yeah, they were biffs all the way back to the sandbox. And even back in the sandbox, Jennifer was always kind of the dominant one. And Needy just wanted to be around Jennifer, which is, you know, kind of a common dynamic yeah. in, in girl friendships. I don't know about boy friendships because that's not... um. The role I've lived yeah, in. Yeah, you just always touch dicks. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I think there's, it's not that maybe in every male relationship, but there are definitely ones where. There's a little more possessiveness yeah, over one another. Possessiveness because both Needy and Jennifer like have that possessive factor over yes. another. She just, Needy doesn't have that dominance though right. that Jennifer does. Right. So Needy is going to like hang out with her boyfriend one night or whatever. And Jennifer's like, now we're going to go see this great band at this bar and it'll be great. What's and the man called? Low Shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, she like on a road. I remember the song. That's all that would come to my head. <laughs> That's Through okay. the trees. I almost That's forgot just... the band's name till the end. <laughs> road oh my God, right. That was so good. Um, but while they are at this small local venue, Chris Pratt shows uh, up. Excuse you. I said <sighs> Burt Macklin. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny. Burt Macklin FBI. He's wearing sunglasses and a hat. I said Burt Macklin. Like, it was weird seeing that for a uh, minute. I'm like, oh shit, he's in this. So All right, weird. Right. We were just talking about what was the C or WB or CW show he was on. Oh, I don't know. He was on Everwood. Oh, I know what it's called. Oh, fuck. I mean, was he on that show? Is that the Treat Williams show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on that. Obviously, we know him from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I I didn't know he was on other stuff. I didn't know. Damn. (laughs) And I mean, in Jennifer's body, he was the guy who caused her to need to sit on a bag of frozen peas all day. And I was like, well, I don't blame you, Jennifer. Have you seen him? (laughs) (laughs) So we hear this like a little, you know. TMI type conversation between these girlfriends and then we also hear this band dude being gross being all like oh yeah you well, think that she's like giving well, it can away you back no, up? So you, you're, hold not, on let's back it up no 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 it's okay she's fine when they're 
at the venue, yeah. you know, Jennifer's like, I want to meet the band. She, right. And she fangirls, goes yeah. up to the stage and, you know, starts flirting with I'm the I'm sorry, you're singer. saying that she's asking for it? No, I'm saying no. you didn't tell the story correct. She went up and approached the band before they started But he's play. being like, oh yeah, I've seen a small town. They've Kill all got this girl. So she's flaunt. Yeah. Yeah. You're just jumping Kill ahead. Him. No, it's okay. I was just saying, so she is interested in meeting and greeting the band <laughs> and then after the, like, after they meet and greet, he has a side conversation with the other bandmate okay. being gross, basically. You have watched four movies about women <laughs> killing men in the past 24 hours, and this is the shit you're pulling right now? Thank you. <laughs> you motherfucker. Bitch, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, Sorry, I, I, I did. So, oh, go ahead. No, please. I was just going to say I laughed at the 9-11 shots. Mm, yeah. Oh no, uh, the tower oh. one isn't telling us. Does everybody want to know what's in those shots? I knew with what was uh, in those shots. So it is load you layer grenadine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. it is white chocolate. It's like white creme de cacao and blue curacao, aka loads. So it is like chocolate orange. Uh, that does grenadine. not sound good. No, yeah. I was like, I was like, Bleh, but I like instinctively knew what that shot was. Which is, I like when she's all like, if you let it sit too long, it just kind of goes like brown. <laughs> yeah, if you use like a spoon to layer it, so it all doesn't like, but eventually it's just gonna merge. But yeah, those nine eleven tribute shots. Yeah, never forget. <sighs> Oof. Ooh. My uh, my class did a whole book on it. Niall said I shouldn't show people. God, that it's a little such it's, an old. It's man. clearly like these us, kids are real patriotic at the. Uh, we were processing the our military trauma. base. They were at. <laughs> Sorry uh, that I grew up on a military. Kill them! Kill them all! Yeah, basically, oh, it was oh. a lot of a lot of kids so being blow like, we up just all those all tallies. Of we uh, Jesus Christ! It was a little rigid slightly there. 9-11 related recent story is we were at our friend's house and their son was staying with his grandparents because he had never stayed over at his grandparents and he stayed there for a week they live out of state and he facetimed his parents and while we were over there and um he was like hey what book is that and i just grabbed this book my friend had from the library opened up i was like i'll read it to you and it's like and then when the second tower collapsed and i went oh Oh. like (laughs) it was this newish Book that is the oral history of 9 11 oh told God. from the like traffic controllers, oh like basically oh. people on the ground. That sounds heavy. And I, was, I basically got a sentence and I saw, and when the South Tower collapsed, I, I went, uh, uh, guy, uh, uh, and then just like new book, book. new book. Yeah. Here's a cookbook Ugh. two cups of flour, three eggs. Yes, anyways. So after um, Needy hears the well, yeah, go conversation about the ill intentions of the lead singer she decides to approach the band and tell them hey that's my best friend and you're not gonna talk about her that way cool. and she's a virgin but so you're right what? she is a virgin yeah. so, so she now, wouldn't yeah. sleep with you guys <laughs> right whatever so then she goes up to Jennifer and says yeah I just told him you're a virgin and what did she say not even a backdoor virgin Oh, God. And that's when she talks about Chris Pratt and peas. 
Chris Barrett in peace. <laughs> so then um, the, the band plays. And then the venue starts to catch on fire. And then people are screaming everywhere. And no one's being useful at all. And the band guys are just like, mm, well, whatever. Shit happens. Yeah. They're but, pretty cash about it. Oh, everyone was super cash. And then all of a sudden, Needy just like clicks. And she goes, I know the way out of this building. Let's go. And she grabs Jennifer, who's just still in awe of the lead singer, and grabs her and jumps into the restroom, jumps out the side window above the toilet, yeah. and gets her out safely. And outside, she sees the band. Adam Brody. Who's just hanging out drinking. So, so Yeah, just like sipping scotch. Oh, hold on. So, even though I watched this recently. Two months ago. Yeah. You just got told. The, the that's not recent. Is, who else? So they they start talking about the nine eleven shots, right? Yeah. And then this happens, which reminds me, me automatically great white, great white which fire. happened six years prior. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh shit! It was like I e- will say that this scene, like the the sequence of the events, for me was a little too sensitive. I'm like, ah. Because it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. That, but. Yeah, like I kind of forgot about the fire in oh. the. I didn't know anything no, about the it. The station, the, light, the, yeah. the fire. Oh, okay. It, oh yeah. Because yeah. I've. I don't know if anybody's read about that and like. Yeah. Club, no, I have but now. But the club and shit, like mm. it's. Horrible. But I had no idea who the fuck Great White was in well, 2006. That's so. okay. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably maybe, but maybe now I do from yeah. like watching, you know, docs. Yeah, on and anything. And sadly, they're probably the only going to be known from that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But. Um. But. Yeah, that that sequence, I was like, oh, it was a little too heavy for me. It was just like, oh, shit. I mean, you're talking about things that happened six years and eight years prior. And it's like, ugh. <sighs> but no, I, I'm not going to share my thoughts on 9-11. OK. So, okay. Um, but, you know, after after you get out of that sequence, it was kind of more smooth sailing for me. Well, then we just jumped right into like these children being coerced into getting into a van. Yeah, essentially. Okay, so. maybe not smooth sailing <laughs> is the best word. Hey, I mean, miners, come with us. <laughs> Technically, okay, he, okay, it was one miner. One. No, 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 no. I'm going back to what Andy was saying. But you think about it, like the whole, the whole reasoning behind all of that is mm-hmm. because how the town takes that and turns it into commodity. Yes, yeah. yes, and, yes, 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 yes. And to uh, attached emotions when there is none. Like, oh, isn't that so horrible? We should totally listen to that song again. Like, it's about commodity. And, and just like you said, yeah. it is based on, I mean, technically based on, I didn't know at the time because I didn't oh, know anything about White. it, but the Great yeah, White yeah. thing. But yeah. it's based off of two tragic events, right? How we have taken that and we have... To deal with it, we're just like making it commodities and But I don't think it's just those two events. I think there is a lot of tragedies that get that's the whole point. Like commodified. Right, yeah. right, no, so, that's the whole point of it though. It's like they needed an example to show how the town is gonna oh, take yeah. it and turn it into something that it's But that's also how the band gets their success. Of course. And part yeah. of this sequence, even though it was maybe a little too touchy and I felt like it was just kind of mainly being used for shock factor, does actually get used in a good purpose. It reminded me a lot of Heathers whenever, you know, Absolutely. like I, I love my dead gay son or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it's that whole thing where people use a tragedy to benefit their own 
beings, like they're only right. good. And in actuality, when you really think of it, it's not really great. No. <laughs> but um, I, I was glad that it wasn't just this throwaway shock thing that maybe no. was being used because it's in a genre that likes to test the limits. It was actually used for more development in the story. Right. So as the movie went along, that kind of didn't run me the it wrong got played way. Out. I mean, yeah, yeah it, they they needed that to set up something that was a tragedy. That's a small town tragedy. Oh, boy. OK, I see what you did. Jeez. That's Andy's old band. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so then um, Jennifer Rape hops band. in the van with the band. And then she realizes maybe this wasn't a good idea. Well, you don't see that yet. You just no. see her get in the van. Yeah. No. Needy goes home. Calls her boyfriend, right. freaking out. Jennifer just got in the van. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of hearing about Jennifer and what stupid things she's done. And she's then hears a commotion downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Enter. God, you're annoying. <laughs> then Needy goes to investigate the sound. Yeah. Oh my God. Essentially just like turns around and she's like, oh, hello, yeah. Jennifer, you're here. And you're covered in blood. And I'm not going to ask, are you okay? Is this your blood? Yeah, like, honestly, blood like, is this? right. Like, bitch, if this was your blood, you'd be like fainting by now. Right. Uh-huh. But <laughs> instead, Jennifer's just really hungry and she like demolishes I mean, I one of them damn little rotisserie chickens Ooh. from like Costco. No, they said, she said, my mom went to Boston Market. That's oh, the joke. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But stab him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just that that first image of her and she just smiles with the bloody teeth. And I was like, I remember the first time I saw it in theater, I was like, okay, she's fucking selling this. I totally believe this bitch is possessed by something right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like whenever she uh, tries to eat the chicken and then she just ends up like spitting out like her soul. (laughs) I don't fucking know that. Like black. black, black, Yeah. The the evil as needy. Aeon Flux's grass. Yeah. Oh. You know, that's also directed by I'm well aware. That's why I brought it up. It's the same thing as the grass that she did. Yeah. Makes sense. Hmm. Hmm. And then she just goes to school the next day and Jennifer like looks amazing. Yeah. And it's NBD. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. God. (laughs) Sorry. I'm an old man. Gramps, no wonder you didn't get this movie. The teen table. (laughs) I guess I am the second youngest person in the room. Mm -hmm. I'm 40. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm eternally 23. I'm uh, practically dead. Yes. Jordan's year. Okay. Oh. Keep telling yourself that. I'm 108. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Needy's just like, what the actual fuck? Like, yeah, what's wrong with you? What I happened you were last dead. night? Dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's all chipper while everybody else is mourning the town tragedy. Oh, she could give a fuck less. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which was actually, I think that's the funny thing. She is acting how most people were pretend, like most people were pretending she's the real. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's no filter on her or there's no facade, right? Where everybody else in the town is thinking this is like such a horrible tragedy. And they, the reason why they do that is for the social like building of their character. And And they get attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's an attention thing. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of interesting that they were commenting on that, but um, yeah, 
I don't know. I, I don't think it just works. Did have some Juno cast in there. Um, Absolutely. It had Sue Chin, yep. who yep. was outside of the abortion um, and then, place, uh, but she was J.K. a classmate. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons as the, the one-handed teacher. Yeah. So who's John Simmons? Is that? I, I guess that's J.K. Sutton or something? Or maybe I'm wrong. Are we huh? talking about like... Uh, There's an actor named John Simmons. I don't. Oh, I thought you I've, meant John Jameson, who was the... <laughs> no. Goes to the moon and turns into the wolf. Yeah, that's exactly what. No, Uh, Johnny Simmons is um, the child. Shut up. Johnny Simmons is Cindy and Ben Simmons' child. Oh, so okay, so not even related to J.K. Not even an uncle. I always thought he was so cute. Gosh, Chip. His name is my name too. Okay, they ever did a Spider-Man. He was you. also in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which was another good movie. That is a good me. movie. And he was also but, in Scott Pilgrim. Um, something that gets brought up too with it is because everybody's talking about how this band like helped all these people. Oh yeah, out of the club that so, was on fire, saved all these lives. Right. People that weren't it's on there. their Wikipedia, right? Yeah, Needy's like, no, I was fucking there, and they didn't do shit, and they're just like. Yeah, it's on Wikipedia. I don't think you can make that up. And just kind of like the misinformation that can happen and it's taken as gospel. Post-tragedy, take it like, I knew somebody there. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just like the attention grabbing from a tragedy. And it just continues with everyone else other than the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I like how the movie doesn't kind of keep it coy in terms of what Jennifer is doing. Right. No, you're in her yeah. viewpoint, which yeah, is, yeah. is yeah. cool. So you get to see her after this. She <clears throat> she realizes that if she wants to stay in peak condition or to feel, you know, beautiful and yeah. not help, like everybody else. Right. And also she must feed. She must feed. Poor Ahmed. Like any other succubus. Hmm. And then who cares about the football player? That got yeah, football he player. was a nice he boy. He was a nice boy. He was just expressing his grief. And then he was kind of just like sheep herded into the woods. And then he was kissing True. this pretty girl. Didn't they say something really bad about him beforehand, though? They said like he like he was like, oh, that guy who did that thing. I, I thought, don't know. No, I don't know. I don't think okay. so. I thought they said he like did something like horrible at school or something. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's fine. If that's the case, I deserved it. (laughs) Right. But I like that, like, while he's having the shit murdered out of him, J.K. Simmons' character is just like, yep, let it out, kids. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, that character does do his due diligence and goes to investigate the sound. And that's unfortunately when he comes across the body of this football player, which I like. I kind of got like a little bit of a Heather's vibe to that because it was a football player out in the middle of the woods next to the school. Yeah. But of course there wasn't like the whole gay setup sure, factor. Sure. But I, I feel like Heather's definitely was an influence on this movie. Yes. 100%. Oh, of course it was. Absolutely. I was getting because recent rewatch from last drive in was some ginger snaps vibe. A little oh, bit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that too. I mean, I, I think it's just like the teenage discourse. It's against. the discourse. It's the transformation. Guys- mm-hmm. It is the kind of femininity that is like tied into otherworldliness in terms of like, you know, ginger gets bitten. Hell yeah. is a teenage girl. Yes. Literally how the movie starts. Hell is a teenage girl. There are so many hormones. So many hormones. And you just, (laughs) you have a lot of feelings. 
Not all of them should be explored. So basically, she just goes hunting and just has a... Basically, she's choosing people that would be... Not missed? Not... Yeah. Not missed, but then at the same time, she keeps kind of trying to... Pick up on what needy because she mentions her boyfriend. Like, you know who's looking cute to me? Chip. 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 But then she also goes after Colin Gray. Because because she knows that Needy's her friend. Yeah, I think he's cute. And she's like, Oh, you do? Like instantly rejects him and then's like, Oh, you think he's cute? So So, you want that? I'll lick your piece of pizza. So another topic (laughs) I feel it's heavy is is toxic friendships. And I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. towards the end it comes out. Like that's the that's the reasoning behind the movie is you shouldn't attach yourself don't attach yourself to somebody because of traditional, you know, you know, this is I've known this person forever. That's not a good reason to be a friend with somebody yeah, if no, they're not dude. compassionate. Or, but we're Biffs. But we're, right? <laughs> but we're Biffs. So I, I think Sometimes that really Biffs then. she they lose connection with each other. And in the time separated, they both become different people forever i mean yeah they're just not the same yeah. people they were when they were in the sandbox you grow together or you grow apart so Word up. um yeah and i think be, to feel connected to needy still she starts haunting people closer to her and eventually gets the, the idea that she wants to take her boyfriend from her right even though yeah, she can't stand them. <laughs> like I thought that was so weird. It's like, why would you touch him? I mean, what I'll, what I'll say is, you know, like, I mean, I'm a dude. Are you? Yeah, I wow. think so. I wow. think so. Wow. Um, Anybody can be a dude. But that, I feel that it. having a female written script, female director, made this more relatable um, in a weird way. Where I was like, oh fuck, this like. This reminds me of a situation I may have sort of been in. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just kind of interesting how the commentary is there about toxic relationships in general. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and I don't think that was really that well talked about prior to, like, probably 2005. I mean, sure, there's Main Girls. When did that come out? I think 2007. Yeah. No, maybe. No, before that. 2005, I I want to say 2005. Let me look. Um, I got to know. I mean, Heather's is a, kind of a different beast. I 2004. Thought, okay. Heather's is kind of a different beast and where it's just trying to make these kids more relatable and give you a peek behind the curtain. Um, and I think what Heather's does is great. And I say that wearing a Heather's shirt. I just realized that. Oh, my God. Um, but Jesus. in 2005, I feel like what, what Karn and uh, Diablo Cody are doing is kind of more like hey we're gonna push you into this world and try to make you relate to these characters by associating it with toxic relationships in high school yeah Yeah. and i always thought that was interesting like even though i'm you know i recently just watched this movie for the first time i still feel like it, it is a very strong um film based on what it's trying to say as far as these relationships. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's going to ring more true as time goes on, because I feel we live in a day and age where a lot of people expose the shit more so than like trying to hide it in the closet, you know? Well, and that's, I think, you know, we, when we were talking about talking about this movie, right? Like we, we had brought this up and I think we all agreed that it's definitely something that's very relatable to now. Like yes, teenagers now would watch this movie and be like, Absolutely. This is a vintage film, but 
I all we those love topics, a bisexual demon. Those right. all of those <laughs> tropes that are in this movie are very now. And that wasn't and at the time in 2005, exactly. what, five, 2006, nine. 2000, this movie's two thousand nine, bud. Okay, everyone, stop you were saying two thousand five. Yeah, Andy, you said no. I was just saying movies okay. in general that okay. document on two thousand nine stuff. So still a decade ago, or more. Yeah, or so. more. Yeah, what I was getting at with the 2005 reference is just high school movies in general. Like yeah. prior to 2005, not really talked about. Heather's was obviously a big thing as far as a breakthrough of like, oh, kids act like this. Or like River's Edge, you know, if you mm-hmm. want to go back that far. Ugh. Like that that was an eye opener to a lot of people. And 13. Class of 1984. Yeah. We actually watched Lords of Dogtown yesterday. Oh my God, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, 13 was good though. Yeah, it was. 13 was very good. But um, I, I just loved how they tried to, you know, you're dealing with toxic relationships. And p- prior to 2005, I feel that most of that stuff, you know, you don't want to step on toes. So that doesn't get talked about. And now or it's it like was, completely different. You want to step on those toes. You want to expose these people for what they are because you're trying to eradicate that. Yeah. There's also like this element to their relationship where they're both obsessive and possessive about each other. 100%. And, it's, and that's on both sides. Right. Yeah. The, Jennifer kind of feeds into the toxicity of her own actions, obviously, because she's a fucking demon right now. <laughs> and she like feeds on that possessiveness and their closeness. And then she like goes in for that kiss, which like... Whoo, <laughs> I'm not complaining about the scene. It was a little spicy. I'm not mad at it, but Wasn't like if salty, that were a real life, right? If that were a real life situation, it's like this is somebody who's been your best friend for your whole life, and now you're like pulling this shit. You know yeah. that like yeah. they're in a relationship, and you're like fucking around with everybody else around them, and you're just using this as another way to manipulate her. And it's just like so interesting. Yeah. It just gets deeper. Do do you read that as a moment of desperation? It's a moment of desperation. It's also like Needy is like low key in love with Jennifer and Mm -hmm. has like never really been able to express it. I think that's also part of being in like a small town. Yeah. Yeah, And probably also some internalized homophobia. Mm. If we want to get into it. Yeah. No, I can. I can say that. No, Niles. No, no. I have not. I have nothing to say on this. Oh, matter. I, you're reacting, but yeah. you know this is a podcast. His face is no, I. I <laughs> sorry. I. I mean, I absolutely agree. I think so. What I took from it was they are disconnecting at this moment. They don't understand each other. They do not. They're not the as close as they were, and that moment was something physical they could do to bring them together again and then realizing what the fuck are we doing this is not us but also you're a different person now let's talk about this instead of just kissing our way through this uh you know explaining what the issues really are and i think that's what i saw but again yeah no it's a super sexually tensioned relationship but i feel like you know like i i'd like to say that feminine Girl, you know, girls in general have that closeness with their best friends, you know, and um, wow. Well, I mean, I do. Here's the thing. My friends and I are not that close. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? I get what he's saying, right? I I feel like girls would be closer to kissing than boys would be. That I mean, but also like emotional, emotional connections, right? When I was in high school and I was friends with dudes, 
I'm not like basically pouring like, hey, man, I really love hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel better. You make it, my life good. Yeah. Yeah. We guys just weren't open like that back back in my day. But I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like females have more in tune with those relationships We're allowed to and be more are, vulnerable with one yeah. another you're not afraid of it you know and i i feel like this movie does a great commentary on that and even though it, it you know i don't want to say exploits it but it feels like mm, i mean I were we not gonna it. see them kiss i just uh, felt like they've led that up like led up to that movie. Oh, the uh, movie. Well, yeah, they well, just I mean, how as many times sexual. As, like, you could say the Jennifer sexual was tension towards was there. her. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, she was playfully being sexual towards. I mean, kind uh, of, but more Needy than a taunting. Runs home. Yeah, it's taunting. Needy runs home, and Jennifer's in her bed, in her underwear, and yeah. like knee high socks. Like, yeah, she's like, was, <laughs> no, it was a power play move right. on Jennifer. Rin, what it. do you think? She's. Sorry, I dissociated for a second there. Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) I mean, do you think she was being taunting with it? Um, I think that she was definitely playing any card that she could. She like okay. knows that yeah. this is Needy's evil dead shirt. She right, right. like knows that she's got no pants on well, her bed. And let's uh-huh. be honest, it's not technically this isn't even Jennifer. This is a succubus demon, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, well, I mean, he still knows everything it, about Needy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm saying, though. So it's using the knowledge. Right. right? Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, was Jennifer as seductive before this demon possessed her? Probably not. You know, I don't think she learned it. Uh, she was probably just a shitty friend to Needy. Probably think, not yeah. as yeah. much I think that's like, it. you know, I touching think, all up on I think her. the possession or whatever. Well, I meant even it. with the dudes. Like, you know how she seduces the guys into, oh, meet me here. I don't know. Now. She was fucking a cadet. She was fucking yeah. a cadet. I mean, she wasn't a virgin, even though she liked to pretend so that it's, she was. It's not a, even a backdoor virgin. It's a, <laughs> it's a story about a, a girl who was already like that before yeah, yeah. she got... You chose the right person to get... Well, that's wow. the whole point. Oh, wow. Because she wasn't a virgin, she... Tainted the sacrifice. She tainted the sacrifice. Yeah. And... What did everyone think of the uh, two sex scenes that were playing out? I guess, so, and that's the other thing. I thought that was the most accurate teenage love scene I've filmed. I'm going to say that. Super awkward and just fumbling. Put it in now. Fumbling. <laughs> I think the most awkward thing is when she's looking at him, put the condom on, yeah. and I was yeah. like, God. It like, swirled for her pleasure. It's, it's supposed <laughs> it to me, make the girl it took feel me back. Good. <laughs> Condoms, man. <laughs> Jesus got him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even though like I'm still kind of lukewarm on the movie. Can I uh, say one thing about that scene? Because then what happens is Needy starts seeing what Jennifer's doing to emo boy. Colin Gray. Sure. He was in Veronica Mars. Yeah, he was. Um, I was like, you know what? This makes me think of something. Green Day? Wishmaster. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) Because Alexandria can see when he is killing people. And I'm reading the novelization right now, so that's yeah. why I was like... You're going to listen to it <laughs> when Sean a novelization? There yeah. was a novelization in one of then, uh, our mutual podcasters. Yeah, Sean is. is actually doing the narration for it. Yep, yep. Go, Sean. Uh, cool. All yeah, right. no, Wishmaster. Yeah, I... I Honestly, like, even though I'm still kind of lukewarm on the movie, I, I think it's got great fucking ideas. Um, it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't connect with me. But then again, I'm not 
I don't think I'm the target audience, if you want me to be perfectly honest. So, it's uh, all about you, Andy. I, um, I own it. I you, want to okay. watch it again. Okay, listeners, Andy saying he owns a movie is meaningless. He buys cool. them and then just puts them on the show. Like, if you could see what I'm looking at, I am a right um, All your memberships are revoked. Never mind. <laughs> but I kind of liked how, with the scene with Jennifer and Colin, is that it was, you know, he is the innocent one. He's mm-hmm. tender. Do you yeah. even know my last name? Yeah, I wrote that down. Like, do you even know my last name? Oh, I do like that. Um, <laughs> he's like, I thought that maybe you were like into me because we've been like kind of flirting in yeah. class and stuff. And I thought I finally shot my shot and oh, I, I, yeah. I, I made it. And now I'm in this house that I don't think is yours. <laughs> this isn't your house, is yeah. it? And then he's got so many chains on his dang pants that as soon as she unfastens yeah. them, they just... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Waited. <laughs> Call that bitch Bojangles. Waited. Niles. Bojangles. <laughs> Jesus. Um, here's something that really disturbed me in the movie is that at one point, Needy makes a fried bologna sandwich. But oh, my God. That toast, shit was nasty. She doesn't toast the bread. Did you what? see how much mayo yeah, was on I that did. shit? So she's like using a uh, pan and like getting the, I guess, searing the Bologna. First of all, she's eating bologna. Yeah. That's where it's you should be word, concerned. I was like, the damn, like, at least make it a hot sandwich? sandwich. Yeah. But like, yeah. she oh, served it on just a... like bread. She didn't like toast it. I don't know. I don't eat a lot of fried bologna sandwiches. <laughs> I don't either, but <laughs> maybe fuck. that's like, I don't even eat a lot part. of bologna sandwiches. I have not eaten a lot of bologna, but. Bologna. Bologna. Uh, Olive one of the drummers looks like Pee Wee Herman and Buffy the Vampire. Yeah. Slayer. Yep, I won't get that out of my head. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, so technically, would you guys? Okay, so the effects, like where she like jumps out of the pool and stuff, like did I thought that was cool? Like her just floating and shit. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's just hovering. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It, it's a it striking visual. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I just thought they did really. I how about this? I give. Megan Fox props. I think she's great in this movie. I think so too. I can't say that about anything else. (laughs) I mean, I haven't seen much she's in, but she was one of Transformers. Yeah, but is that a fair assessment? If you're offered a bunch of money to be in a blockbuster movie, I thought she was fine in Transformers. I have no issue with her. I just was surprisingly. It's that maybe she should have had more roles. Actress that is given shit for being. You know, too hot. Too hot. Oh, she can't act. She's too hot. She's she too sexualized act. from she, yeah. a very young age. So that really boxed who, her in. If you want my opinion, now? I forget. Is uh, it MGK? Yeah, MGK. Yeah, yeah. God. I mean, no. What I'm getting at is like she took a little bit of a hiatus. I think for mental health. Well, she was also probably. like married to an older man who had kids. Yeah. So I think she was like probably trying to fit into that, that role of like being more of a mom and a wife. Right. Which, when you're young and you're she trying just, to fit into that role, could be a little difficult. But she's so. been in recent films that I think, yeah. I want to say a couple of genre films. That's one on, and like, on demand right now. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think this movie definitely is a highlight of her career because a lot of people kind of just threw her away as eye candy. And I don't. I don't know if that, especially after watching Jennifer's Well, if you're body, hot, like, there eh. can't be anything inside yeah. your head. True, true. Fuck it's one people. or the other. Yeah. It's like the whole... Um, 
you know, Madonna horror yep. proxy. I get what bullshit. you're saying. Like, yeah. You can't like horror movies. You 20, can't be, 2020, right, you she can't was in a movie be, called Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be smart and hot. Mercenaries. It's like her and Needy were supposed to balance each other out. One of them's yeah. got the brains and she's plain. And then the other What's like the eats, beauty? eats the yeah, brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I honestly, I'd be more interested to see more genre stuff with her. Or, um, I guess not. I don't know. I don't want to make this or sound not. bad. No, no, no. Like uh, pedestrian films like Transformers and stuff. I, I don't want to see that from her because I, well, I you feel don't like, want to see that in general. Yeah, I don't want to see that in general. Yeah. So I'd be more interested if she got into the genre. She was in Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I oh, know. yeah, she was. Yeah. But Wasn't she April O'Neil? She was. And they kind of. Yes. I mean, it didn't make any sense. Well, she's not a redhead. the second she's one not a redhead. is better. I Turtles in Time? No. no. Uh, out of the Shadows. So I really, I really enjoy in the movie when she's just standing on the phone talking to Needy, trying to plan like their night, and she's just like fucking around with the lighter, and she's like burning her mm-hmm. tongue, and she's yeah. just like, I am a god. And it's like, why would you not think that as like a teenager? Like you already have this like invincible complex about like your life. Right. And then like you're literally an invincible <laughs> demon. <laughs> I like that. The yeah, genre. it was good. It's good. Yeah. There's a uh, good. a random artist that I've followed on Instagram because they've done, to be honest, some Sailor Moon stuff. But then they also have like a sticker that they've done of that lighter moment. Oh, okay. With Jennifer's body, I think it's called Jay Gon's art. It was a fun sticker. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So I mentioned her new genre movie. That yeah. is out on VOD right now. It's called Tilt Death. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Is it about a marriage? Uh, it is a woman who is, um, I guess they killed, they're like, she's handcuffed to her husband during a home invasion and killed and she has to try to get away. Like, oh, wow. Handcuffed to a dead yeah. body. Oh, oh wow. God. Oh, till death. And she's like, all right, <laughs> we trying to part now, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on. It. Presented by Lifetime. That, I, w- I would watch that. Yeah. You know? Good. I yeah. feel like it's harder uh, for actresses like who go from being Gerald's like game a little bit. If you go from being a like way, a yeah. high school heart throbby type, it must be hard to like aging is hard in society in general, but especially as a female actor, it mm-hmm. must be yeah. increasingly difficult to find a role where you're not just a mom. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's why I really like Barbara Crampton's career. Um, she's really entrenched herself once she was in your next, which pretty much just took her out of retirement and now she's just like killing it with roles or producers absolutely producing credits well i think vod is just definitely like i mean the fact everything's streaming uh the budgets are so much lower now yeah yeah, she's yeah. yeah sure she's gonna work as an actress now yeah yeah but i mean she's also doing producing work anyway uh so recommend oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's something that definitely grew on me. I didn't realize how much I liked issues, it until I recently watched it like yeah. a year or two ago. And I was like, this is actually a funny movie yeah. and it's got all these great points in it. Yeah. When I watched it, you know, not that long ago, um, I, I didn't really get the backlash behind it. it. Like I said, it doesn't work for me completely, but I feel I don't feel it should have been trashed the way and it was. And especially with so. I went back and was looking at, because I was thinking of that review I read, because this came out oh, yeah. in the fall. It was around September. Yeah. Right, because it was supposed to be like um, a Halloween thing. Yeah. Of, yeah. It probably and came so out on like, I was DVD like, what? around Halloween. Probably. No, it was in theaters like in September of September. 09. Um, and I was like, what other movies came out in 09? 
And here are the remakes. That oh, came out okay. In 2009. Oh, My Bloody Valentine. Yep, I remember that. Friday one. the 13th, which I fucking love the My Bloody Valentine remake. Don't get me wrong. Last House on the Left. Yep. The Uninvited, Jesus. which is Tale of, Tale two, of sisters. two Sisters. Yeah. The Stepfather. <laughs> Sorority Row, which. Solid. These are like all like hard remakes. Yeah, Night of the it's like there is not an original. Thought. But that was yeah, Children that was of the, the corn. That was pretty I much. I think the when a stranger calls came out around like 2006 ish. Something too, like didn't that. It, Niles? We then just the at sequels that. that came out: Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, <laughs> Final Destination Four, Ugh. Saw Six, Nope, Underworld. Which one? Uh, Rise of the Lichens. Yeah, so. <laughs> I knew it wasn't the first. Like. It now was, of the kitty know, cat men. The landscape was, wasn't very great for theatrical uh, horror. Yeah, no, and all an the original effects script. were and, like CG yeah. and probably aren't going to age well. And this well. suffers yeah. from some CG, but yeah. but for the most part, like it's pretty effective. I think so too. And so. I think there's plenty of good movies from 09. I'm not going to get into that, but it is like, yeah, this was a that review was what caused yeah. me to be like, yeah, I'll see it, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Cool, and I enjoyed it. Maybe I, even more on my. I I, I enjoy it every. I enjoy it more every time I watch it. It grows as I, I I get older and I look back at that time capsule that it is. It is the mid to late mid to late two thousands. Music hairdos, Her everything outfits. about it. Oh my God. Like and I was looking through this movie thinking, you know, if I were going to be Jennifer for Halloween, which outfit would I from, pick? Uh, <sighs> an egotistical writer who didn't get edited down for this movie. Think how much her indie movie made. She I know, she, but I'm saying like, if you would have just edited some of the, cause some of it is golden and some of it is cringy. And if they would have just taken a little bit of the cringe out, it, I think it would have done better in theaters when it came out. And also, it was also more marketed as like a horror film. And, and it wasn't not as really, much of a horror like, film as it was a teen movie. Yeah. 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 But how do you sell an R-rated teen movie to, like, R-rated teen comedy that has somebody eating people? Was the Prom Night remake over at the time? Uh, oh, yeah, there was the a Prom Night remake. Br- Br- Brittany White. That one came out my freshman year. Oh, shut the fuck up. Okay. I remember talking about it in health <laughs> class. God. <laughs> Jeremy, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, vaccinated camp blood, uh, letterbox, jbonesy. Cool. And... Get at me on Discord. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. Dr. Acula. Yeah. Ram. Hello. You can find me on Instagram as Rinstelgram or Madam Maddox Makes. I have an Etsy. You can buy things from me. Buy things from her. You can find me on Letterboxd, Facebook, Instagram at Niles Maddox 22. Yep. And you can find me at Letterboxd, Facebook, and Discord, and every everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y. Don't forget to follow us as a collective on Twitter at DTB Horror. Destroy the Brain on Instagram. And yeah, like we were talking about, Discord.DestroyTheBrain.com. Join the conversation. Um, thank you very much for listening. And so the killer track is gonna be low shoulder yeah i'm cool with it trees i will find you all right all right all right (laughs) see you next time adios bye Bye. my tit
Today we are going back to school with Jennifer's body. Is that weird? And we're is that weird? Dead serious? I don't know. I guess it fits. I'll give that to you. Well, I, I mean, the idea behind this. I episode, think you did right? great. We're okay. going. You ruined it on your own. You did. So okay. All right. You, you it could, sounded great. Let's redo or that. You could say, hey, go. We're going back to ghoul with Jennifer's body. Class is in session. Did you get enough Classes to eat? in sections. No. Oh, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we're killing on a curve. <laughs> oh, I'm over this arm. <laughs> All right, we're going back to ghoul. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> and today we're going back to ghoul. I don't like that. I think Stop. that's oh. stupid. Just say what you <laughs> yeah. said. No, the first do time. it. It's <laughs> a guy from Revenge of the Nerds is here. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. Fuck. <laughs> We've all got a case of the giggles. I right. had water, then I started choking. Okay. Whew. Okay. 